Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now, after the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophets, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. After being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. And there he made his home in a town called Nazareth so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of all of our hearts, be acceptable and pleasing to you, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So throughout our Advent sermon series, Longing Through the Holidays, we have faced some of the longings that may exist in this season. The longing for the light of hope, a longing for peace, longing for food and shelter. But these are not just the longings of a holiday season, obviously. These are timeless longings, longings that always seem to be with us. At any given time around the world and right here in our own community, there are people longing for the essentials of life, longing for food, longing for shelter, for safety, and for hope. And without these things, without these essentials, no one can survive. Through Advent, we longed for a time when there would be a real and lasting peace on earth, when all would have food and shelter, when all would know the joy and the freedom that hope brings. We longed for the kingdom of God to come. We sang, Christ be our light, shine in our hearts, shine in the darkness. You may have noticed as we sang this song each week, each verse began with a longing, a cry to God for help, for rescue, for salvation. But at at the end of each verse, God has acted. God receives our prayers, and then God shines God's light back on us. See, we exhale our longing, and as we begin to breathe in, 
God responds with the sounds of the breath of those praying all around us. In our shared Advent song of prayer, we sang, longing for peace, our world is troubled. And then our song of prayer unfolded into God's reply through us as we then sang, make us your living voice. Again, we sang, longing for food, many are hungry. Make us your bread. Longing for shelter, many are homeless. Make us your building, sheltering others. Longing for light, make us your holy people, light for the world to see. While we wait in darkness and longing, praying for Christ's light to come and rescue, God does not wait. God turns on the lights. And after our eyes have adjusted to the brightness suddenly shining all around us, we start to see emerge what has been there all along. A family of faith gathered. A holy people. God chose and equipped us, the church, to be God's physical presence on earth, to help answer the longings of so many hearts. Do you remember that old rhyme? Here's the church, here's the steeple. Open it up and see all the people. There's the people. It's God who created and opened wide, opens wide the church to see all the people who exist to be the ones called out to bring light and hope and peace and food and shelter into the world. That's why we have gathered here in this place. This Sunday, we lit the Christ candle as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, God with us. In Christmas, we witness God's answer to our longings. God has come into the world to shine light on all of us gathered here and around the world today. Many the people and many the gifts. Jesus entered a human family and in so doing showed us that it is through the participation of humanity that God brings our salvation. God didn't need to come this way. But God chose to take on human flesh and enter life through a family of Mary and Joseph. We heard from the Hebrews that God who created all that exists was not ashamed to take on human flesh and become our sibling. Isaiah says that God is filled with mercy and an abundance of steadfast love for us and came out of great pity and love to lift us says Isaiah, and to carry us, to redeem us, God's own children. God who hears our prayers is able to help those who are being tested, said Hebrews. We live in a world that is filled with hostility, a world today where innocents face violence, where families flee for safety. We live in a world of fear and longing, and this is the world that God boldly enters as one of us, flesh and blood, because God has heard the cries of God's children, and God is able to help.
And when God, who is able to help, arrived, it was as an infant lowly, in immediate need of protection himself. When Christ arrived, he was in immediate need of nurture and nutrition. God, who is able to help, was first utterly helpless. But God knows what kind of people we human beings are because God created us. Favorite movie in our house is Disney's Moana. Mm -hmm, I told you. Moana is a young Polynesian woman, and she is on a quest to bring life back to her her island uh, by finding and rescuing their savior, who is called Tafiti. But first, Moana must face Teka, a violent volcanic demon. And so you come to the, the climax of the movie, and Moana is battling Teka, and as she does, she suddenly realizes that Teka is actually this morphed form of Tefiti. It's just the great goddess has been so hurt, so damaged by the humans that she exists to serve, that they stole her heart and she became this demon. So when Moana sees this, she stops fighting Teka and she faces this raging volcano calmly and boldly. And as lava spews out of, Mo, out of, out of uh, Teka, Moana begins to sing. And Teka stops her attack. As Moana sings, I have crossed the horizons to find you. And I know your name. They have stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. And as Moana sings, Teka moves in closely and Moana places her hand on the volcanic demon's face and sings, this is not who you are. You know who you are. And at this moment, Teka begins to change. Her volcanic form shifts into this lush and beautiful island and she becomes Tefiti, her true self again, the island goddess who saves her people. In the Christmas story, God comes to save all of creation from the dangers and the violence, much of which we have brought upon ourselves. God comes into the midst of the danger, but as an infant, first asking humanity to care for God in Jesus Christ. In spite of all of the evil that we see, the cruelty and the violence, the sin, this is not who we are. It is not who we were made to be. But in receiving baby Jesus, we do discover who we are, who we were made to be. We discover in caring for the baby Jesus that we are all God's children, just like this one. We are God's family. As our hearts open to receive this particular child and care for the infant Christ, he's saving us. This is who we are. This is who we were made to be. A people who care for children, 
who care for the vulnerable, the helpless, who provide nurture and nutrition, who take care of those who are in danger. And as we care for each other, we find our humanity is being restored. We find our salvation. When we see the baby Jesus, the source of our salvation, wrapped in swaddling clothes, wrapped in the sheltering arms of Mary, ushered to safety in the trust and the bravery of Joseph and Mary, we see his light shining on these two people, these two human beings, people just like you, just like me, gathered around him. We see in a holy family ourselves, God came to us and to Mary and to Joseph and they received him and they loved and they reared and they protected him as long as they could. It could very well have been your family or mine that God chose. So if two people like them could do for Jesus what Mary and Joseph did, then we too can do as much for each other and those who face threats of violence, those who flee tyranny, those seeking shelter, those who hunger to belong. This is how God chose to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, asking for us to receive him into our caring arms, and so too to receive that all God has made and loved. If we were to care for each other the way we might baby Jesus delivered into our midst, how much more would the world resemble God's beloved community in heaven? So our prayerful song of longing for light and peace and, and food and shelter is finally turned round to us. The light comes on and we see each other, we see ourselves. And we see the infant Christ in our midst in need of our care. And we see also the many gifts that we have to, to help make the world a better case, to nurture this child and all in need. And so do we make creation a better, more hope-filled place? Our song moves from a longing to a discovery. We've been longing, but then we say, oh, wow. Wow, many the gifts, many the people, all these hearts yearning to belong. So dear God, let us be servants to each other, making your kingdom come. Dear Christ, thank you for being our light so that we might see just how wonderful and plentiful are the gifts of the people gathered here and just how much power we have to bring your light to others. Amen.